Hey everybody, in this episode I had the pleasure of speaking with Rob Patterson, a content production manager at Memrise, a very popular language learning app. It's a very cool app. I've tried it myself. Uh, so definitely listen to the episode. I hope you learned something. Check out Memrise and uh, yeah, enjoy. How's, uh, how's the audio? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you okay. How, how am I for you? Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah, I'm just gonna I think hold my mic like this while we talk. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so now you're in London, right? Yeah, just outside London. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah how's uh? Well, what's it? What's it like in London right now? It's all right. Yeah, it's all right. We've got pretty decent weather actually today. It was a bit um a bit rubbish this morning when I went out for a walk, but it's uh cheered up now, which is nice. Okay. Yeah. Here in Minnesota, in the U S it's, we had uh, like 10 inches of snow two days ago, um, which it's, you know, it's April. Come on. I don't know. But, um, <laughs> but anyway, um, should be a decent day today. So, um, well, yeah, I really appreciate you being here, taking the time to do this. So it should be, should be a fun conversation. Um, no, thanks. My pleasure. Thanks for having me on. I'm very excited actually. Yeah. Um, let's, uh, let's just jump in and, you know, um, give a little bit of, you know, background for the listeners, who you are, your role with Memrise, the languages you speak, however you want to introduce yourself. Sure. Yeah. So, uh, my name is Rob Patterson. I work for Memrise as a, a linguist. I've always been interested in languages ever since I was a kid. Um, I remember my dad traveled a fair bit for work and whenever he would go places, he'd come back and tell me like, oh, they speak this language there. And, and I would always ask him like, well, tell me more. Tell me all of the words that that they use, and I would right. just get super obsessed and spent pretty much my whole childhood just teaching myself languages, and then ended up studying languages at university, University of Southampton, and then um, in China studying Chinese and teaching English, and back in Spain, and then ended up uh, writing um, syllabuses for teaching languages, and eventually ended up at Memrise, where I am now um where i work in the content team as a linguist kind of putting the course course material together and and the uh yeah working on different bits of content that we have in in the product for uh for the learners so bits of video content for uh watching kind of getting that practice or uh the new things that we're working on with the new ai chatbots that kind of yeah. stuff lots of exciting things yeah Mm -hmm. Yeah, we'll definitely have to come back and talk about that, you know, the chat bot and everything. Um, I, I actually want to talk to you particularly about you talk about like, you know, writing syllabuses for language courses um, that because I feel like I, you know, I'm someone who speaks, well, four languages, maybe five, if you count my French, like my French is kind of bad, but um, has always been really interested in learning languages have been pretty good at it. But like, I feel like my methods sometimes are not necessarily like the best way, you know, the best methods to learn. Um, so like when you design syllabuses for language learning and just in your own language learning experience, I guess, what is it that makes for a good, like, yeah, what, what makes a good syllabus or what makes a good language learning journey? How do you do it? Yeah. Oh, that's such a good question with, yeah, there's a lot in there. Um, yeah, so I would, <laughs> no, no, it's good. Um, yeah, I think one of the, one of the fundamentals is, um, to think about like what is the method of uh of learning or of teaching right so are you with a teacher one-on-one -on -one? are you with, uh, with a teacher in a class are you teaching yourself are you using an app are you using video and there's all these different kind of um elements that can go into different 
methods that, of learning that will suit some learners better than others, um, largely based on things like interest. So if you're more interested in the things that you're learning and the way that you're learning, you're yes. going to A, learn better and you're going to want to come back and learn more, right? Mm -hmm. um, and I think that that's one of the key things really is, is that engagement and, and that sense of motivation for language learning, which is really one of the key um, sort of defining markers of how successful somebody is likely to be is that yes. motivation uh, or the reason for learning, which has a big impact as well. Yeah. And I think, you know, for me, I always think about it. I always give people the advice, well, you know, study more around a topic that interests you, right? If your interest is, you know, I don't know, sports, let's pick something simple. If your interest yeah. is sports, you know, follow sports in the language that you're learning, you know, learn, like it doesn't hurt to have yeah. better vocabulary in a certain topic that interests you because you're going to engage in it more, um, follow content exactly. in that. Um, now what's interesting is you also say, um, the, like the style of learning that interests them, which obviously is different for some people. Um, what would yeah. you say like your style is personally when you're, you know, learning a language, how do you yeah yeah so i think it's evolved over the years in that i think for so many people we start out we go through the education system and we assume that that's how you learn things and yep. that that's the best way to learn things because otherwise that's not we would do it differently right um and so i think for a long time i i spent um a lot of time thinking well i need to go to a class or i, I i'm not going to improve like i need like i want to or i need to read the right books um yeah. and the right course material follow the right courses that will take me from where i am to where i want to go um and after a while i started to realize kind of like we were saying before that i don't need all of the stuff that they put in there in those course books i don't need all of the stuff that that any random teacher might want to teach me um or think that i need to know um and a good teacher will sort of adapt to their to their students right they'll teach them what they want to know what they need and i think for me that when i'm learning a new language has become a, a big part of the approach that i take where i i think about well what am i interested in mm -hmm. how am i gonna rather than thinking what am i gonna work on tonight how am i gonna spend time with the language mm -hmm. today and kind of just whether that's if I'm at a, a beginner level, I might start working on, um, you know, just learning some super, super useful words, frequent words that are going to come up all the time or some, you know, to get a sense of the structure of the language. But at a more intermediate or advanced level, I'm just going to probably watch a bunch of YouTube, mm -hmm. watch a bunch of videos <laughs> and uh, listen to people talking or try and have a conversation with somebody and just kind of get that input um and let the language wash over me and let my brain do its thing in learning language like like our brains do yes exactly and i might, I might come back with a couple questions related to that but this is one of the things because i listened to your um the podcast that you did with words for granted and one of the things that i really liked and this is something that i try to tell people too you mentioned it and you just talked about it right now is how like what you need to know versus what you don't need to know um can you like elaborate a little bit more on that um, in terms of sometimes what you yeah. feel you don't need to know or that language learners yeah. don't necessarily need to know when they're learning? Yeah, yeah, that's a, that's a great question. Um, uh, so I think there's so many ways to, to answer this question, I think. but um, it's, a, it's a tricky one, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
yeah so I think for me that there was kind of a a click for me in my language learning where I remember I was at university and I was being set all of these things to to read these articles and books and things and I at first was looking up every word that I didn't know mm -hmm. and that was really boring yeah and really um not very motivating right because there's a lot when you when you're new to a language right. or even when you're an advanced learner there's a lot of stuff that you don't know um we're learning new words every day even in our native language right we yeah. never we will never achieve that that kind of 100 percent uh mark mm -hmm. of learning a language it's just not a thing that is possible i agree um, with that yeah yeah and so i think by ignoring the things or letting things go by and thinking just reminding yourself i don't need to know everything yeah right now or ever you can let things go and then once you start once you find that something um is familiar that you don't know right you don't know it but you've heard it a few times yeah then you go well well that's probably important i'll go look it up now mm -hmm. and that then i like relates... that <laughs> sorry do you want to jump over the question uh, yeah no that definitely answers the question very well because i like i think it's a great example that you use of like, if you went and looked up every word, because like, let's say, okay, like, let's take my French, for example. I mean, I'm, I'll call myself intermediate at French. I can have a pretty decent conversation with people have a bad accent, but I can have a pretty decent conversation. And when people speak formally in French, like I can almost understand everything. Um, but then like, so even if I were to like read an article or something like that, or be watching, you know, a YouTube video with French subtitles, if I were to do the tedious thing that you're talking about and go in like, literally look up every word that I don't know it would just become so you know overwhelming boring and it's just it's like too much you don't need to do that at that time and I think it, it applies yeah. to a lot of other aspects of learning the language yeah. as well exactly. um talk yeah. Yeah. Oh, go ahead sorry no I think it ties back into um this idea as well of like the things that interest you yeah right if you're if you're watching the videos that interest you or reading or listening to content that in, that you find interesting, you will notice that those things that you don't know will repeat themselves, right? But they will also be more tailored to you. Yes. Because if you just blanket learn everything and say, you, yeah, you're going to learn everything. I don't know this word. I have to look it up. Right. I'm going to try and learn that. I'm going to memorize that. Um, even if it's not interesting to you, or you're probably not going to use it again, then mm -hmm it's kind of a waste of space in your brain. <laughs> Not that that's how brains work. But, yeah. <laughs> but it, it's a waste of your time in, in your learning. Um, mm. So kind of focusing on those things that you're interested in and, and the things that are kind of coming up again and again, those are the things that are going to be the most useful to mm -hmm. I agree with that as well. Sometimes I do wonder like how much, how much space do we got, you know, for, for, for languages, how many, how much space do we have for how many words? Um, but so talk to me a little bit about just, um, memorize in general, maybe give a brief overview. Cause you know, the listeners may not know, uh, what, you know, how memorize works. I obviously now have a pretty good idea, but talk to me about a bit about memorize, how it works, your role. Um, however you want to answer that. Sure. Yeah. So essentially memorize is a language learning app where, we focus on three separate things, three key aspects of language learning that uh, we think people need. Um, and so those are learn. So you've got to learn some stuff. You've got to learn some words, 
facts and phrases um and then you've got to immerse yourself in the language like we were talking about just kind of let it wash over you and and sink into your brain a bit and then the third thing is communicating right so actually getting out there speaking to people or getting that practice in kind of trying to produce some language um if only for the reason that it it, it builds your confidence and it shows you i'm actually making progress um and uh, yeah and that's kind of the end goal as well right is getting out there and, and being able to communicate something and have a conversation with somebody yeah yeah, exactly. And I actually I, I played around with the Memorize app just using French, you know, like, okay, yeah, does this thing understand my French, you know, and, and yeah, I mean, I was able to what was I able to do? I was able to, I think, like order a coffee with someone in French. And it's like, okay, yeah, it understands my French. But, um, but yeah, that is, I mean, I would say so, um, you know, Memorize and other platforms similar to Memorize that offer a way to learn interactively and kind of also include all elements of the of language learning are definitely the best way to go. Because so like when I look at, you know, when I look at an app like Memorize, it's like, okay, you're almost hitting all of the, the major language skills at the same time. So it does involve listening, reading, speaking and writing, because it's showing you like, as you're listening to the person who's speaking, you know, in the app, it's also showing you written, right? What they say. Yeah. Then as you speak, I believe the word, I mean, you're not writing technically, but nowadays we hardly ever write with a pen or paper anyway, yeah. but it's almost like we're dictating. It's like we're speaking and then the words are appearing uh, underneath, like in the text box as, we, box as we say them, if I remember right. And so basically we're getting all of these major language skills. It's forcing you to speak. It's forcing you to, you to listen. You're seeing the written words, which is extremely helpful in my opinion. Like I'm someone who is a visual learner in terms of, of seeing words written down in any language. Whenever I see the word written, it's like, okay, this helps a lot. Um, and I also love the idea that when you're practicing with an app like Memorize, you're, you're really working on, well, you're learning new vocabulary. You're also learning new gram. Well, yeah, I would say you're learning new grammar structures, you're learning the spelling of the words, and you're just practicing your pronunciation and your fluency. And this is a mistake that I see a lot of people making when they when they study languages, especially if they're studying on their own, is that they're never really speaking the words. And this is something that I always did pretty well is when I would practice by myself, I would practice speaking, I would always practice using a new word out loud in a complete sentence. Um, numerous times, you know, in a context that makes sense, rather than just like looking at a list of vocabulary, and like trying to memorize it that way, it doesn't really work like that. Um, yeah, so. Um, but yeah, and so now, well, yeah, let's let's jump into like the, the chat GPT stuff. Um, is, that is, is GPT, right? G, GPT? Yeah, G, GPT-3, GPT-4, chat GPT, yeah. 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 Talk to me about that. Sure, yeah. So, yeah, I think this is the thing that's most exciting for, for me and probably a lot of people in the, the language learning uh, world at the moment, where mm -hmm. technology is just advancing at, at an incredible rate. When I uh, first joined Memorize five, six years ago, uh, we were working on building these chatbots where you could uh, interact with a chat and it was all kind of scripted and we had to cater for all the different like variations of answers that people could say and and it was a nightmare to to build and to write the content yeah. for to maintain to um how much, how much code is that yeah it's way way yeah, too hard yeah yeah um but now we don't have to do that because the technology is is now available for us 
to build this um yeah this this functionality for you to just chat to a computer anytime whenever you want you can sit and you can say something to a computer and practice your um your speaking skills and your listening skills all at the same time which is um i think truly groundbreaking groundbreaking right um so yeah what we're doing at the moment is we're using um gpt3 to build these uh chatbots where you can imagine yourself in different situations and just interact with um interact with the bot to uh try and say something like you like you were saying try and order a coffee or um talk to somebody about giving back to the community for ramadan or mm -hmm. <laughs> various things like that um and yeah i think it's a it's a really cool uh thing i could i could rave about it for ages because i've had so much fun playing with it myself just chatting to <laughs> chatting to the bot having ridiculous um conversations i recently spent my whole lunch break just uh chatting to a uh, a ghost in a haunted <laughs> mansion in france and asking it about life and death it was it was just a lot of fun yeah well, what happens after we die then i want to know <laughs> so much apparently <laughs> but um yeah and i and i think that that is one of the things that um i think is always good to strive for when when building um or creating an experience for language learning is that um that sense that you're not actually focused on learning the language that you're you're doing something or you're having a conversation right this fact that i just got lost in chatting to a ghost mm -hmm. um regardless of how good or not my french is um just getting lost in that and practicing my French at the same time, I think is a really, is a really exciting thing that we've not really been able to, to do before. I really like this because this is something that we talk about at keep talking here is, you know, really ultimately what a language is, is a tool. So, yeah. you know, it's a tool to communicate between people, whether it's using your native language or a second language. And it's, it's really like language learning. The end goal should not be, how high your level is in the language it's how well you can communicate with people and the relationships you can build and so yeah i really like this thought about you know you're just you're just engaged in doing a, a task or you know having this conversation with someone in french learning things it's not about how well am i speaking the language and i think sometimes that's like a barrier that people can't get over that would be kind of one way also to break the fear that people have you know about like oh am i not speaking the language well enough when in reality it's like well, is, are you able to communicate? You know, it's, it's all just, yeah. a, it's just a tool basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. And I think that that's also a really important point with, with these bots as well, where there's, you don't have that element of being judged by a computer, uh, right? There's always this sense when you're having a conversation in another language, certainly I feel this where you you're worried that you're going to say something wrong that you don't remember the word or you got mm. oh, the subjunctive that's the there's all <laughs> of these things that can go wrong when speaking any language right yeah but you if you're talking to a, a bot it, it doesn't matter right you can practice doing those things and and it's great to you know try to use the, all the best <laughs> grammatical forms and make perfect sentences but also it doesn't matter, right? The key, like you say, is to communicate a point, to use the language as a tool right. um, rather than worrying about like, am I doing it right? 
so I think that's one of my favorite things as well is that you just don't have that sense of of somebody sitting there waiting for me to say a thing and I'm being too slow or um yeah it's it's, I, it's a very different experience talking to a bot I think I had not thought of that that the bots are non-judgmental yeah that definitely helps and then the the like the line you said about the subjunctive is just really funny because that is one like all of these like finer grammatical points that even like me and like my Spanish for example is very good but like grammatically I'm not perfect and I really don't even care that much like people who listen to this podcast will know I'm just like because eh. for me I always say that vocabulary is more important than grammar at the end of the day which is a whole long topic but um but yeah I really do um that is a big one yeah just the the you know the bots you don't have to worry about someone judging you now. Okay. So here's an interesting question. And this is kind of off topic, but like, I feel like as language learners, we become better at, um, at helping people who, so if someone is speaking to me in English and it's not their native language, like we develop a bit more patience, you know? Um, and, um, like, have you ever seen those where you've got someone who like clearly hasn't learned another language before and they're either losing patience with someone or they just don't really know how to make the person feel a little bit more comfortable yeah. when that person is trying to speak English or whatever language it is. Does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I've had that before where where you can have a conversation with with somebody who just makes you feel completely relaxed and at ease and then yeah. go and have a conversation with somebody else and you're like, God, my French got so bad. Between, yeah. the, between those two conversations what happened and it's not actually any difference in in your ability to speak the language it's just mm -hmm. that sense in the conversation of whether you're doing well or not um mm -hmm. which i think is a is a huge factor in in it's a really important thing in language learning right this sense that that you can communicate stuff that you can do the language and i think it's also um something i like to talk about often is this the sense that in in another language we almost go back to kind of feeling like children right we we can't say things the way that we want to and that's quite for adults it's quite a a, a scary or weird experience it's not nice right feeling like you're talking like a child or you're not making sense or the person isn't understanding and i think getting comfortable with the idea that that's a fine and doesn't really matter Mm -hmm. and b you're never really going to solve that 100% um and i think one of the because we never have that sense in our native language right when i'm speaking english well sometimes we do i suppose if people are being super mm -hmm. mean about random oh you split an infinitive but sure. who cares yeah. um <laughs> but i think in our native language we, if we forget a word we, we don't have this idea that somehow that's um representative of us as a person or as a as an as a speaker of of english right whereas you forget a word in another language and somehow it feels more uh more of a thing it feels more meaningful from yeah kind of our own sense of like judgment on ourselves i suppose Exactly. Because we have this sense of confidence, like in English, for example, like our native language for us, that's like, oh, well, this is my native language, you know, so like, it doesn't matter if I get little things wrong. I'm a native. I'm, you know, I'm 100% perfect anyway, no matter what. And yeah, but when, when it's another language, we really do, we judge ourselves more. Um, 
And okay, so now, so this, what you were just talking about leads us into like, really the, 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 of all the topics I wanted to talk to you about, like kind of the, maybe the biggest one is um, language learning in children versus adults, because, uh, well, there's a lot of uh, different ideas about this. I've certainly, you know, made other podcast episodes where I've talked about this. I know you, you know, talk about it a lot. Uh, I listened to something that on uh, words for granted podcast that you said where it was, well, I found it really interesting that you said that, you know, we don't expect children within the first year or two of life or whatever it was to actually make words to say words. Um, but we do expect adult learners of a new languages to do that. And, and I thought that was interesting because I'm like, whoa, I'm I'm not sure like how to apply that thought, but it's actually different than like what I've done and what I've encouraged people to do. Because usually like my thought process is when we learn a second language, we should be like speaking from day one, you know, we should be learn the basic phrases, speak them from day one. But I guess I just got thinking about that. And so I don't really have like a direct question about that, but I just want to open up the topic and get your thoughts on language learning as adults, second language learning, or, you know, third language learning, whatever, versus children learning their first yeah. language. Yeah, I think I, I love this topic so much because I think there's yeah, so much to talk about. And there's, there's, there's a lot of misconceptions, right? I think the main one is that children are better language learners than adults, which is just not strictly true. In some ways, yes, in other ways, no. But I think there's so many things that we don't really um, think about that kind of influence um, the two, right? So children have a bunch of other stuff to learn when they're learning the first language as well. They need to like learn I don't know, what a face is and how to recognize it or how to hold a thing or <laughs> not fall over stuff like that but they also need to learn every concept that they're going to map a word onto right so in terms of learning vocabulary adults are actually a lot better right so my five-year-old nephew can speak fairly coherently but he doesn't know what I don't know an institution is or a a concept right these are words that actually as adults I can learn very easily in another language that concept mm-hmm. is Danyan in Chinese mm-hmm. and I don't have to spend time working out what a concept is <laughs> right. in order to to get there right so actually it's a lot faster for adult learners to to do that I definitely agree with this point and especially languages that have a lot of cognates like okay English to Chinese is one thing you know because the word you just said for concept is totally different than concept but I mean like in Spanish it's like okay concepto like how like yeah and for that reason yeah as adult language learners a lot of times if we're doing a language that's close enough to our native language you can really pick up a lot of vocabulary fast, particularly in these, these bigger, you know, well, the bigger words, if I want to call them that these more complicated words, because oftentimes, times there are so many cognates there, the more complicated or challenging words are often so similar in, you know, English versus Spanish versus Portuguese, even French. Um, a lot of those languages that are kind of within a similar language family. Um, and that's actually what's interesting is because a lot of times, you know, I know that you know Spanish as well. Like if you were to take English and Spanish and someone who's trying to learn, you know, one from the other, 
the beginning, I think, is fairly difficult just because the most simple words and the most simple verbs in particular are all, you know, it's completely different. They're, they're not cognates, right? But then once you reach a certain level, there are so many words that are cognates and it becomes very easy to add new vocabulary. Um, so I, yeah, just kind of thought I would throw that point in there. Um, but so your opinion, yeah, is that vocabulary, we can learn it more easily as, as adults. What do you think about, you know, the other aspects of learning languages, you know, just picking up on grammar, obviously pronunciation is a tricky one. I don't know. What do you think? Mm, yeah. Pronunciation is, is easier for children. That's, uh, that's definite. Um, so for, especially for young kids, we know that, um, you're kind of, from birth babies are able to hear any uh any sound that is you know a, that we're able to produce as, as humans from the vocal tract and distinguish it as separate from any other sound and then our their brains kind of hone in on the ones that seem important for the languages that they hear around them uh, which is why we tend to have quite a fixed accent from a certain yeah. point from a fairly young age for most of our lives right it can fluctuate a bit but it's fairly set you know um and so, yeah, learning, learning, uh, uh, improving your pronunciation in another language can be a lot harder yeah. as, as an adult, but it's not impossible as well. You can, uh, and it again also comes back to this um, this idea of like, what's your goal? What are you actually uh, aiming for? Uh, mm -hmm. One of my favorite things when I first started, my first lecture at university as a language student, they sat all the language students in a room and they, they, they said to us, you will never be a native speaker of the language that you are trying to learn. Mm -hmm. But it's really fun to try and let's do it. Right. And I think that's a great attitude to have because it's totally true. You will never be a native speaker of any language that's not your native language. Um, but we can still enjoy speaking another language, learning another language, making connections with another language. Uh, meeting new people, traveling the world, all of these things are like hugely enriched by learning and speaking other languages, regardless yes. of how I good our accent. Totally agree with that part. Now, actually, I want to see if I understand correctly here, because this, you know, the pronunciation thing is something I've studied a lot. And, you know, obviously we all kind of are told and believe based on what we've experienced that there you get to a certain age. And if you don't start learning a language and, you know, before you're Sometimes they'll say like 14. Sometimes they'll even say as young as like 10. But if you start after that age, you just won't be able to get correct pronunciation or anywhere near native level pronunciation. Now, I do know some people who do it really well when they didn't start a language till they were, say, even like 20 years old. Some people seem to have more facility for it than others. But what you said that was interesting is that so the way you explain it is that are when we're very young, our brains are taking in certain sounds and we choose which sounds appear to be the most important, you know, that we hear in our native language, basically. Yeah. And that's why we're really only able to produce those sounds very well as we grow older. Am I understanding that correctly? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So that's why um, we can hear the difference between two sounds that are important in our native language that another non-native speaker might not be able to hear. For example, that's very um, <laughs> if, if and e, two vowels in English, like um, yes. hit and heat, for yes. a, a Spanish speaker is very difficult. And for speakers, one hundred percent, yeah, right. Mm -hmm. 
And that goes the same for us in other languages. I'm trying to think of an example in Spanish, but yeah, uh, R and R. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. Pero perro for English speakers tends to be very difficult to yes. even hear the difference at first, let alone reproduce it. Mm -hmm. 100% correct. That that almost um that for me is kind of the key first i try to think about like hearing the difference focusing on well there is a difference between these sounds i just know that my brain is not wired to hear those because like we say as babies our our brains are kind of pattern recognition machines right mm -hmm. they hear all of this input of sounds and they go cool, I'm going to group these together because these seem like important groupings. But the yes. input that we get, depending on the language, is, is different. And so we end up with these different groups of sounds in our brain where some sounds will kind of um, be completely different for speakers of other languages, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, okay. Yeah, that really makes sense. And then do you give people, like, what specific advice do you give for adult language learners who want to improve their pronunciation? How do you practice your pronunciation? What's the best way for us to improve? Yeah, I think, um, again, it comes back to um, how interested and motivated are you to do it? I love working on pronunciation. So I I enjoy getting super nerdy about it, looking at like the, <laughs> the linguistics of exactly what sound is this that I am trying to make, working out how I put my my tongue and where I put my tongue to reproduce it and all of those things but I think I know that not everybody is as nerdy as me when uh -huh. it comes to to learning um, accents and, and pronunciation but I would say there is some research that shows that um, doing drilling on uh, minimal pairs minimal pairs are words that are different by only one sound like hit, hit and heat oh, as I said before right great. yeah and mm -hmm. so drilling on those with instant feedback of whether you got it right or not um, is quite a good way to yes. help your brain to re to recognize the distinction between those two sounds, which I think is the first step in being able to pronounce it reliably as well. Yes, this is excellent, actually, because I have um, I do this. Uh, I've learned to get better at this. Um, in the languages I speak, like a big thing for listeners, if you're trying to improve your pronunciation, we have a lot of listeners who are like, you know, pretty, pretty fluent in English, um, but you know, just not at a native level, obviously. And if you're listening to this, and that's you, one thing that I really recommend is, you know, you do what Rob's talking about, where you take two words that are they're very close to each other, whether it's hit and heat or seat and sit, you know, those words either with like the short I or the long E sound that for Spanish speakers are very similar sounding. And then you listen to yourself. This is something that has been huge for me is just record yourself and you'll be able to hear the difference. Oh, okay. That's the way it sounds when I'm saying it, but this is the way that the native speakers are saying it. And because sometimes we don't even realize it. Like we think that we're saying things well, but if we don't hear ourselves, we don't even realize it. Um, yeah. And yeah, the drilling, you know, where's my tongue go? Where's my, yeah. <laughs> Very <laughs> yeah. useful. Yeah. Yeah. And in practice, I suppose, spending time doing it, I, like I say, I I really enjoy it. So, like, any time I have in the shower, if I'm learning a new language, <laughs> like, I'll just be making random sounds and practicing those sounds and yeah, uh, <laughs> doing exactly that. 
Yeah. No, yeah. Singing in the shower. I mean, I always recommend, you know, people sing the lyrics of songs and things like that. Um, any, any type of practice. Um, so I realized too here that um, my Zoom meetings are only 40 minutes long. So it looks like we have four minutes left. <laughs> but um, what is there anything that we didn't cover that you wanted to talk about? And then after that, I guess, just, you know, tell everybody where to find you what they what more they should know about memorize, however else you want to close things out. Oh, good question. Um, I think we've covered pretty much everything um, I think, to yeah. talk about. Yeah. Um, and other than that, I don't know how to find us. That's a good question. That I should have checked with the uh, uh, with some of the others that memorize. But I think generally it'd be the memorize channels. Um, yeah, and, I mean, and I'll yeah. put I'll put a link too in the the description in the in the show notes. Um, I'm trying to think because yeah, we talked about overview of memorize your background in languages, how you develop the content and features, um, yeah. building a product that is fun and also effective. Um, that's an interesting one as well. Do you want to touch on that for a minute or two? Just building a product that's fun yeah. but also effective. Yeah, yeah, I think that's another really important thing to talk about. Is this uh idea of what is engaging and fun for people right so we've already talked about you can drill your pronunciation and it works mm -hmm. right it works but does everybody want to do it not necessarily right so that means it's actually not going to be a great method for everybody unless they're really motivated and they they actually want to spend time doing that because if your learning is in your own hands it needs to be enjoyable for you it needs to be something that you want to do that engages your brain in a way for it to pay enough attention to actually do that work kind of under the hood in processing the language and learning that skill of hearing those sounds or of um, understanding those grammar patterns or the nuances of the, the words and, and the way that you speak in that language. Mm -hmm. Yep. 100%. Yeah. It's, it's all about making things engaging. And I think definitely, I would just encourage listeners to check out the memorize app, uh, because it definitely is a great way to make things engaging. Um, and yeah, um, you know, once again, everybody, this is Rob Patterson from memorize. Um, I guess any final words you want to say any, um, enjoy it, enjoy learning yeah. a language, learning a language is and should be fun. And if it's not fun, Find a way to make it fun for yourself because mm -hmm. there is a way, right? Everybody can have fun. And if you can find a way to have the fun that you enjoy having in the language or in a way related to the language, you will be a very successful language mm -hmm. learner. 100% agree with that. Yeah. Um, well, thank you very much, Rob. This uh, this episode will probably be published not tomorrow, but Tuesday. And then I'll share, you know, a link with you and the team and everything. So I think it'll be coming out on Tuesday, two days from now. Um but yeah, um, well, it was it was great to chat and uh, keep up okay. the good work. And uh, yeah. thank you very much. Thanks so much. Yeah, no, thank you. It's been a pleasure.